If you're looking for a podcast about all things hunting, especially in the South, you've come to the right place. My name is Weber Herbison, and hunting is the ultimate addiction. Welcome back to the Ultimate Addiction Podcast. We're continuing the tactics series once again. Uh, this week was actually a a listener submission, I guess you'd call it, uh, topic. A request. A request, yeah. Uh, so this week's tactics series is just going to be how to scout. What do we look for when we're in the woods scouting? What is kind of our main you know do we have like a a ritual i guess you'd call it or you know a, yeah a method of doing things yeah you know is it do we do things the same way every time are we looking for the th- same things every time we go in the woods uh you know what exactly are we looking for when we're in the woods scouting so with that Let's get into it. All right, so I guess we can start off saying, like, if you're looking on a map on Onyx or whatever you have, Google Earth, whatever, anything works, really, what are you looking for on a map? Before you even get to an area, are you looking at maps even? Are you, are you even doing that? So so if when I'm scouting, I, I will not go anywhere without looking at a map first. And we've said it probably in every podcast now, but in the South – it all kind of looks the same until you zoom in really close yeah it you know it's just a block of trees you're really there's really no pinch points on the map you know you're not really looking at ag fields too much uh most everything is a large block of trees and so the first like i said the first thing i do is look at a map no matter where i'm going and i'm i'm from the delta and i hunt in the delta so there's really no topography uh there or at least not much you know in some areas i like the hills like where patrick hunts i would look at the topography but for deer hunting the first thing i'm gonna look for on a map is a transition area that uh that's really what i go off of whether it be a slough uh going into some hardwoods or a cutover going into some hardwoods or you know really just any kind of transition is it like a something that looks real grassy that goes into something that's got some big trees in it or anything like that so just something different on a map yes different to different different to different yeah or same to different whatever you want to call it that's what I'm looking for is a change. And a lot of times, man, in the South, you look at a map and you're like, oh, yeah, I like this. And then you get there and it looks freaking terrible. Because, because it, you know, uh, if you're looking at Google Earth or even on X sometimes, the, the timing, I guess you'd call it, of the map is different. So you, you really got to check those layers, especially... 
if you're going somewhere, like if you're if you're not going to hunt this place every day, like you're going on a trip, you really, really need to do your research and check those layers of like the correct time period that you're going to be there. Uh, but I've done this many times. You look at a transition area on a map and you go there and it really doesn't look like you expected it to look. But in a transition area, you can typically walk it pretty easy and that that's why that's what i look for because deer will travel the transition area yeah, they're ed- edge creatures yeah so even if this isn't a good place to hunt you can also travel it and you can typically see where the sign is off of this transition area so like if even if you're just walking like a lane you can kind of find a trail or something find trail follow it yeah and just follow it you know and man i when i scout when it comes to deer hunting they're really i don't want to say they're you know we've said it before there's really no 100 percent guarantee with anything and so i'll i'll be getting pictures of a deer and i'll be going to scout just trying to like pin him down and i'm like all right he's probably here and then i go check it and i'm like Ah, this place looks terrible. And then I'll get, go back to the map. Oh, maybe he's over here. And go check it. Ah, this place looks terrible too. And a lot of times, it is the last place I check. And I'm, I'm thinking, there's no way he's over there. And then that's where he is staying or whatever. And so, you know, when it comes to deer hunting, you really just got to leave no stone unturned is kind of my motto. You just check everything. And so talking about the last place you check, do you think that he's at the last place you check because maybe it, the map just doesn't show it or is he the last place checked because nobody else is checking that spot? I mean, yeah. Because could, it looks bad on the map. Yeah, I mean, or maybe it's just hard to get to or, you know, some, whatever. Like maybe that could be why he's there. And, you know, it's a good question. I do, I do that all the time. Like I will be... I'll be guessing where a deer is, and I'm like, well, you know, we're getting pictures of him, but I guarantee he's in here. And then put a camera there, don't get a picture of him. And then I'm like, well, maybe he's over here. And put a camera there, don't get a picture of him. And so I don't know if maybe I just am bad at guessing. I don't know. But, yeah, it definitely could be the just the fact that uh, other people aren't in there too. And another thing... I will say about that I'm bad about getting a picture of a deer right here marking it on a map and then scouting too close to where that picture was deer we've said it in every podcast where I guess we're just adding on to a bunch of things we've said deer move a lot and they move pretty far and so I make the mistake all the time of thinking that a deer is staying closer to where I got a picture of him than he actually is. And we'll end up getting a picture of him much further away, sometimes in the same direction, but just he might be staying 800 yards away rather than 300 yards away, you know, something like that. Yeah, just to... Give an example. Well, there was a deer that we've been hunting for a little while, and this year he really, really blew up. And so we were all getting together, trying to figure out where this deer was. And 
So common sense says go to the place you're getting the most pictures of it. Yeah. Which was probably 400, 500 yards, which is really not that far, but it just seems really far because the deer had to cross a gravel road to get there, and you think a mature buck wouldn't cross a gravel road. He'd kind of stay in his area of the woods. But um, he was killed that far away, 500 yeah. yards away, in a completely separate block of woods in a place we got pictures of him early in the year one time, and that was the only time we had pictures of him in that area. But he just... He knew where to go to avoid those cameras, and uh, you could have sworn he knew where you were <laughs> hunting too, which he probably did. We might have put a little too pressure, too much pressure on him where we're getting the most pictures, and that pushed him in that area. But that's just to show you, which, like I said, five hundred yards is really no piece. Yeah, especially in the hills, it doesn't take long to get five hundred yards. Yeah, for sure. But just an example of you know, just because you're getting pictures over here all the time of a certain deer doesn't mean he's going to be right there yeah like it's it's hard to think that big especially if you're hunting a small block of land you know what i mean like you want to you want to believe that that deer is always living on you and a lot of times they're just not like we had we got uh, two buddies were getting pictures of a huge deer on their block of land early uh, in october this year and it ended up being killed about six miles away and so yeah that's that's a haul yeah that's <laughs> no a, where you are. a long way and not every deer does that but big deer typically have a home range of about like 650 acres or like about a i guess it's about a square mile is about their about home. 650 yeah 600 acres i think that is between. you know it's something like that that's about their home range and in Mississippi or in the south, if you're hunting a big block of woods, a 650-acre big block of woods is a chunk, you know, like... That's a lot of stuff to cover. And so, you know, everything kind of goes together there, if, you know, if there's nothing making him go a certain direction or a certain way, he can travel anywhere in that 650 acres. And a lot of deer... You know, we've talked about each deer has their own personality. They they go on excursions. Or like some deer will have a home range and a winter range, and it's pretty good ways away. That's probably a good example of the deer I mentioned that got killed six miles away. You know, they have like an early season summer range and then a late season range, and they'll travel. Uh, the Mississippi State Deer Lab has talked about this. I personally like a homebody deer that doesn't move a whole lot, and he stays kind of in his general area, and most people do. But, you know, something I've found is even a deer that has a significant home range, and you're pretty sure where it is, they'll take excursions, and they'll go. I don't know I don't know why they do that. Whether, you know, they usually take one I found pretty early in the year like in velvet uh they'll they'll go on a little excursion and then you know during the rut for sure and i don't know if that excursion during velvet is to go look for does or look for you know where a bunch of does right now so i'll remember this during the rut i don't know It, it could be nothing else other than they're just bored but deer you know even if they're like a homebody deer they will move uh so back to the scouting portion of this just know that 
unless you are really, really getting a lot of pictures of this deer. And probably, I'll look for daytime pictures. Yeah, yes. Specifically, daytime pictures. Just know that their home range could be much larger than you think. So. And then I'll just say how I, I do it in the hills, which also the place I hunt in the hills, I've kind of, I guess now in my hunting career, I've kind of gone to some flatter areas. So I've kind of got some history on the place, and that that weighs more than any kind of looking at yep. a map. So I really don't look at the map for this place. But I think one big thing is you have a lot of bottoms coming together in the hills. That's a good place for deer to kind of walk around. They feel safe in those bottoms. They can hide. Yeah. Try to find thick cover. We've got a whole bunch of hardwoods on our place. So if anything's thick or different, um, that helps a lot. And then pinch points. And, you know, at least for me, when I was younger, I thought of a pinch point as something, like, major. Like, there's no way this deer's getting through this spot unless he goes this way. But sometimes a pinch point is not that much. Like, uh, one of our places we like to hunt is a pinch point, but it's just a little cattle fence. Like, it would take nothing for a deer to jump over it. I've watched deer jump over it. It's that and two bottoms coming together and making a saddle. And that's and it's right off the highway, like 100 yards off the highway. But it just, that little bitty fence and staying in that hardwoods, the fence surrounds pasture areas. A deer, mature deer at least, is not going to walk out in the pasture very often, yeah. especially in the daytime. And so that little cattle fence runs the tree line and goes back down another tree line. And then that saddle forms and deer like to travel that area. So if you can find any saddles, and most of Mississippi, you're not very high, so you don't have to worry about it, something being too steep for a deer. Deer will yeah. go over it and through it, and just any thick stuff. Um, let's listen to a guy talk about mule deer hunting, and it kind of opened my eyes to deer. And, you know, people think, you know, they go to the shadows to stay cool or whatever, but a deer associates a shadow with being safe. Yeah. So if you can find thick cover in an area... I think that's something to look at. Even when you're like, oh, well, they're not going to be in that thick cover. They're going to be in sunshine. Well, no, because they feel don't feel safe there. Yeah. I mean, they're they're prepared for winter. Deer like a, they love a canopy. Yes. They love, they love a, something I'll say or is. like getting in a hole or something. Yeah, yeah. They like to feel. So, uh, Dr. Damaris at the Mississippi State Deer Lab and Bronson Strickland have talked about this. Deer need a, I forget the technical term for it, but they need cover. Like, they like a a grassy cover. Does that make sense? Where they can kind of see out of it, but they can't, but you can't really see in it that well. They feel safe. Like a canopy, they really, you know, back to the scouting I avoid open woods, like open hardwoods, at all cost, because there's just no cover for deer there. Like that, you really want to try to get on the edge of that. If those hardwoods are your only source of food, like acorns or something, yeah, some deer will come through there. But generally, a large population of deer, they they can't stay there because there's no cover for them to stay there. They need they need that canopy. They need a thicket but deer bucks especially in the summer will not be in the same 
thicket that they're going to be in late in the winter. Number one, it's hot. Deer I found in the summer, in the early fall, they like a grassy area with kind of a canopy, but it's not thick. It's just covered. Does that make sense? Like that, to me, the gra- I associate that grass with like being cool. Like it, it gets the dew and it's kind of cool, but you're not going to find any sign in the summertime or early fall in a thick area, like a really thicket, like really big thicket with briars and everything else. You're wasting your time even putting a camera around there because the, the deer are just not in it. They might be in it late season if it's a bunch of briars and dewberries and stuff like that. You know, for food, they might be in it. But generally early season, you want to find something a little more open, but not so open that you can see for 300 yards. Does that make sense? And you just kind of think of the foliage. Yeah. Like in the wintertime, all that foliage is away. And in the summertime, they could be in an open area. You know, I'm putting air quotes around that. That per se, it like if you were scouted in the fall, yeah. you found a deer bed there, you'd be like, Why is he laying down here? Well, in the summertime, that might have been a lot thicker. The grass might have been grown up. The tree that was he's under might have had a little more droop in it because of the weight of the leaves and all that stuff. So, you got to think about stuff like that. Don't just go in there and be like, Oh, well, here's here's this area and here's all this. Like, well, why was he in there? Yeah, and I, I think that's where separates a lot of people. They just say, Oh, well all the signs here but i'm not seeing anything yeah and so that sign might be old which you would think most people would be able to tell if there was old sign but you know i I was i'm glad we transitioned into this because i was going to get into this like finding sign in the woods a lot of times i i personally hate hunting trails i won't hunt trails much trails especially in a big grassy area or even an open area will look like they're getting traveled a pretty good bit and it does not take a lot to no stomp down some grass it is super easy to kill grass and make a trail like one buck or one deer can travel this one route three times and make a trail it can it'll kill the grass and make a trail if you've ever ridden a side-by-side through some grass in the summer that one time you can go about one time that grass will be dead in the fall and there will be a trail where you rode through it's that easy to make a trail so i i do not the only time i will put emphasis on a trail is if i know where that trail's going that that is kind of the common denominator for me it's like if i find a trail i want to know where it's going if i can't find where it's going i'm not going to hunt it because deer do not have to travel a certain trail every day you want if you're going to hunt a deer you want something that he's going to have to do or wants to do very often and you know late season you might find a trail going to a food source or you know going to a food plot or something they like they're coming from a thicket and they like going this certain direction into the back side of this food plot or something you can might could hunt it but like i said it all comes down to that common denominator with why are they using this trail where are they going you know they got they need to be going somewhere on this trail rather than just traveling does that make sense yeah like you said uh talking about 
is the sign fresh or not? Like you find this sign and you're like, oh, well, here's a bunch of deer sign. Here's some rubs and, you know, scrapes or trails or whatever. For me personally, what tells me that sign is fresh, like if it's under a food tree or something like that, like number one, is the food tree dropping currently? You know, does it have how much left, how much food does it have left to drop or how many acorns or persimmons or whatever and number the main thing is is there deer poop under it to me poop deer poop is like the telltale of fresh sign because you can tell you know if it if that's fresh or not if that or if it's been there a while yeah i was going to say when you're looking for something in the woods i get real excited when i look at something because i mean it doesn't take long for something to look old, but at the same time, if the weather's right, it could look fresh for a long time. Yeah. I like hunting something that looks like they just did it. Yep. Like, for sure. Like, I spooked them out of the area, and they've been doing that the yep. whole time. If you can find a food tree, and it's covered in deer poop underneath it, that that means that deer are using it often. Because they're staying there long enough that they're, you know, using the bathroom while they're there. If, in my opinion, if you're finding even a food plot, you know, just anywhere. That That is like the telltale sign of, of fresh deer usage. Uh, I personally do not like hunting rubs and scrapes or even putting much emphasis on it. Yeah, later on in the year, I will put more emphasis on scrapes and rubs and I'll things say, like I that. I like... Don't hunt a rub or don't hunt a yeah, scrape. Yeah. Hunt scrapes. Hunt rubs. Hunt fresh rub. Like, if you see, if you're in the right area, you got thick cover, you know, there's food somewhere around, and you're seeing a lot of big, fresh rubs. Um, when I say a lot, like 10 plus in area, yeah. like, the deer's probably been there. Now, whether or not he'll come back, you know, that's what the cameras are for. Yeah. But if there's a lot of rubs and a lot of scrapes, they're going to be deer there. I would definitely not go hunt a no, scrape no. or a rub. Dev, and I, and yeah, for sure. Like, if you see three or four rubs, I, I would not. You know, I might check it in my little checkbox. Like, okay, there's been a deer here, yeah. but that's not something I'm going to hang around. Yeah, and it all, you know, it comes back down to, like, is there deer poop in that area? Even a scrape, if it's got poop in it, it is, you know, considered, in my mind, fresh. Like, we can't see where they pee in it, and we really can't smell it unless you're there really really soon after they did it i can you know i can think of a handful of times that i walked up on a scrape and i was like wow a buck was just here uh and so you know let's say you do find a an area and it looks good and you know there's a bunch of rubs and a bunch of scrapes that's when i start thinking to myself okay why why here yeah and that goes to the old sign too like don't hunt f- fresh rubs yeah i'm talking about weeks w- within weeks yeah no it, heck or I, within days really yeah. don't hunt an old rub no dude they deer will change that so often a buck will make a scrape and he'll never come back to it don't just don't just like patrick said don't just hunt a rub or a scrape you know don't don't get excited by a rub or a scrape really really look for the sign and the reason why they're there uh 
we're going to have an episode that talks about specifically rubs and scrapes, why deer use them, what they mean, when to hunt them, you know, when to put a camera on them, why, all that stuff. So I'm not really going to get in deep on this, but just know that most of your scrapes are made at night. Most bucks, I would say, probably don't revisit a rub often at all. Uh, so that's really not what I'm looking for. Yes, I'm looking for that because that tells me, okay, a buck is in this area. But that's not what I'm looking for when I'm looking for somewhere to hang my stand. Does that make sense? Uh, so, back to overall scouting. What you're scouting for changes throughout the year. We said it in the very last podcast. Deer movement changes throughout the year. What they, why they do certain things. There's different reasons. You know, they just whether it's the photo period in the day, whether it's testosterone rising towards the rut, whether it's you know early season needing a food source. What they do changes throughout the year, and so what you're looking for throughout the year changes. Uh, you know, early season. I'll look for persimmon trees because it's a food source. Now, typically, in my opinion, from what I found, big bucks just don't like persimmon trees that much. Uh, and they just don't, they might come to them a few times, but I found that like after opening weekend, they really don't come to them much anymore. For whatever reason, I have no idea why. This is just a personal observation that I've made, but mature bucks if they come to a persimmon tree at all and it could just be for the simple fact that hogs like to come to persimmon trees and so they kind of stay away from there but even even a persimmon tree that i'm really just getting pictures of deer on a mature buck might come to it early like you know if it's the first thing that started dropping but like i said after after about that opening weekend i don't know why they just quit coming to them so I personally do not hunt persimmon trees after, like, mid-October. You know, unless you want to kill some does or something. Yeah. I'll say mature deer, like, mature bucks like to be by themselves. Yeah. And so that could be one of those things. They just come in there, lonesome kind of picking around. Or it might just be a pressure thing. You know, just depending on the area you're in. If everybody's hunting persimmon trees that first weekend of bow season... They're probably going to stay away from persimmon trees. They smell people coming in and get them. I tell you, what likes persimmon trees is freaking bears. (laughs) Raccoons. Yeah, raccoons, hogs. You know, they love that that tree candy. Uh, But for whatever reason, mature bucks just don't seem to like it. Now, mature bucks do like acorns. And back to scouting on a map, you can see a large acorn tree on a map. Even if it's in a big block of woods, you can zoom in and you can see that big green foliage. Now, I would like to have a podcast episode discerning different types of acorns and different types of acorn trees and when to hunt them and kind of what deer prefer. So I'm not going to get too deep into that. But just know that you you can kill a big buck on an acorn tree. And typically for us, it's in the month of November. Uh, late season, you might could find one coming to a, a red oak uh, after the rut's over or something. But like I said, we'll get into that later. 
and we already mentioned the food tree you know under a food tree the the fresh sign comes from the the poop and the, the you know the tracks obviously but the fresh sign is just that so if i know we mentioned trails earlier and i know i know we've done it but have you ever hunted on trails or do you you know do you do you recall a time that you were hunting you know just a group of trails or just a i don't know one specific trail that was really good or anything like that no not not really i think like you said earlier it's just something to kind of give you a place to go yeah like if i find a trail going in on the edge of woods and food plot i'm gonna walk it and see what's in there yeah you'll see where they're going yeah and then kind of find where that area is congregated where Weber said is a whole bunch of sign looks like some deer had some party fresh yeah. poop the grounds tore up uh, i'll say if you don't have hogs it'd look like hogs were there if yeah. there's really a bunch of deer on it uh, i say the talking about acorn trees that's kind of what we really pay attention to that and then you know Weber said he really doesn't hunt rubs but that's something if there's a bunch of acre trees and a bunch of fresh rubs in the area yeah. uh, in my opinion that's a good spot to hunt you've got the food obviously there's buck signs there there's been bucks in the area so if, if you can hunt it on the right day and right weather i mean you just get you got a pretty good chance to see it but yeah yeah don't don't get me wrong like when i say i'm not hunting rubs that doesn't mean i'm not looking for them like if i'm scouting an area I want to see scrapes and I want to see rubs along with all the other sign, but and then just to emphasize it is rubs. It's not two or three little yeah spindly rubs in the area. I mean, I'm talking ten plus rubs, and yeah. ten big rubs, yeah, ten fresh rubs too. And I I would put more emphasis on scrapes than I would rubs, just because multiple deer hit scrapes and they continue to hit them year round and so you know so that's that's a good thing for your camera to put your camera on in my opinion yep that's exactly i will not hunt a scrape but i will gladly put a camera on a scrape because this is this is a big tactic and i would i thought we might try to we might get back to it when we do talk about the rubs and the scrapes but if you have an area and it's a lot of you know there's deer in there and there's a lot of trails and whatever else but there's really nothing to congregate them to put your camera on because like i said earlier deer can walk any trail they don't have to walk just one trail and so i hate putting my camera on a trail because you don't know if that buck walked five yards over and missed the camera so if you have an area like that if you can find a scrape that's where you need to put your camera because that is you got to find something that congregates them into one spot or I will make a scrape and just, you know, kick the dirt around and pee in it or something like. So I'm, I'm almost going exclusively to like after the persimmons drop, that's what, yeah. what I start looking for to put cameras on and scrapes. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. Unless, you know, there there's a window between like early season food source and like acorn trees and it's a about a month window before you can hunt there and so about the only thing you can put your cameras on is scrapes like if you have a salt lick you might as well kick that thing to the curb by 
October. Yeah, September. Yeah, as soon as a buck loses velvet, you can pretty much kick them salt licks to the curb. They've got all their nutrients and whatever they need to build those horns and whatnot, so they're not worried about it. So like I said, the scouting changes throughout the year. And what you're looking or the areas you're looking for change throughout the year. The areas that the deer are going to be in, you know, with the weather changing and the leaves falling and the, the foliage leaving and stuff like that, the areas that deer are going to frequent are going to change. And so that's that's why you kind of have to change where you're looking throughout the year. But what you're looking for doesn't necessarily change. You know, you're you're gun you want to find that fresh sign. Now, early season, there's probably not gonna be a whole lot of buck sign. Just know that. Like it's it's gonna take in the south November ish. So yeah, last week October. Yeah, before you November. really before you start seeing, you know, a whole lot of scrapes and rubs and things like that. And that you know, that's just gonna pick up more and more until you get to the rut. So early season I would really try to focus on a food source of some kind. There's Specifically food trees. Yeah. And if, you know, if you don't have those, just know that there's normally a food, I mean, there's normally a cold front that comes through in October. You can almost bank on it every year. About the second weekend of October, there's usually a cold front where where I hunt. And I feel like that's for the majority of Mississippi. I don't know about deep south Mississippi, but there's normally a cold front. And deer like green on a cold front. Uh, I can recall second weekend of October one year, cold front came through and I was hunting this big deer. And uh, we had a little bow hunting food plot for him. And he came to that food plot. Now, with that being said, that was one of the only food sources in his little home range at the time so i'll say another good food source early season is kudzu yeah and so a lot of places don't have that but if you have that that's a good food source deer yeah. like it it's nutritious for them so that's another something thing to look for yeah so just you know early season it's like early season and late season you got you really got to focus on the food source or just around the food source hunt you know hunt the sign but if you want to hunt somewhere, if you don't have a whole lot of time to just boots on the ground, walk every inch of this place, man, find something that congregates deer, make a scrape, just do something and put up a camera. I do that all the time. If if I can't figure out where a deer is, man, I'm just going to throw out cameras everywhere until I find it. Like, I'm just going, if I get... Wherever I get more pictures of him, I'm just going to move towards that area type thing. So each situation is kind of different, but just know that scouting is a year-round thing. You know, you can't just scout in September and then expect to still be on big bucks in December. Like you gotta continuously ad- adapt yourself as the deer adapt and yeah. change. And I was gonna say this at the end, but since it's kind of on the subject right now, so right now is a good time to scout. You know, we're getting to yep. the end of the season. Um, 
it's February, everybody's like, well, some people go shed hunting, some people are like, I just don't want to be in the woods. But right now is a good time to scout. Right now is a great time to scout. You can see there's not a lot of stuff going on the ground. I mean, obviously leaves, but if there's enough deer in the area, they're going to push out the leaves. Um, another thing is it's February. If you go mess up a deer. Yeah, bump him. Yeah, you're really not messing with much. Um, and then that shows you where he is for next year, this time of year. Yep. Um, I, uh, I want to have a shed hunting episode because I love shed hunting. Like that is me and my dad love to shed hunt. And that's when, that's when we do 50% of our scouting, I'd say is, is in February while we're shed hunting. I've heard in the past that where you find a deer sheds is where he's living now i have found that to be true in some instances and in other instances uh you know circumstance might just you know he might have just happened to, he could have been traveling and just happened to drop his shed somewhere but if if you find a decent bedding area or something you walk in and you find some sheds in there it's probably a good idea to put that in your little log book for next year i anytime i'm in the woods in general if i see anything any food tree whether it made or didn't make i'm gonna mark it if i see any like i have so many pins on my onyx map it's unreal like hundreds hundreds of pins in the place that i hunt because i mark everything because i want to know if i get a picture of a deer three years from now in an area that I've never really hunted before. I want to know what's in that area, in that general area where I'm, where I got a picture of him without having to necessarily tromp it or knowing easily where I can walk. Like, okay, there's a food tree here. I'm gonna go check it. There's a food tree here. I'm gonna go check it. Or there's whatever here, whatever there. And so I mark everything. You know, it's a, like I said earlier, it's a year-round thing. It's not just a just go scout once and you automatically know where all the big deer are. Uh, so another thing about shed hunting, scouting February after deer season, is there's no snakes. It's not hot. Everything, it's not super thick. You know, all the foliage is gone, and so it's just easy walking. And so you can really get in those beds and really get in, you know, those thickets and stuff without killing yourself or without worrying about scent and everything else. And you can find things and mark things that you probably couldn't find during deer season. Yeah, and like I've said earlier, earlier podcast that is it's one big puzzle. Yep. Deer hunting is so that's just more pieces, more tools you can put in your thing, and like Weber said, mark those spots on your maps if you have maps or whatever. Just take a note of it, write down in a notebook, whatever. That's something I'm not good at. I always think I'll remember <laughs> yeah what my pen is and all that stuff. But uh, over the years, I've kind of learned to okay, mark a pen, stop, get it just right. Yep. And just write a little note about it because you'll come back to it and you'll be like, well, I'll remember that. Even if it was something big, 
And you're like, oh, man, I do not remember man, that. It makes me so mad because I was the same way, and I'll find pins. I'll be looking in the area that, like, I'm getting pictures of a deer, and I'll have pins in there, and I won't have them written what they are, and I'm like, dang it. I need to know what that pin is because, you know, at the time, I was like, oh, I'll remember that. But when you got a thousand pins on your map, you're not going to remember every one of them. No. I, I got mine color coded and I got, you know, different symbols and, that, you know, everything else now because I learned the hard way. You got to you gotta write down notes about every one of them. And then also scouting, it's just kind of, I guess, slowly wrapping this up. Something, if you go into area and don't find anything... Don't think you wasted your time. You've marked off that spot as yeah. a place deer aren't going to be. Exactly. So that's one less spot you have to go to and one less spot you have to worry about. And another, yeah, like you know that that he's not in there. You know, like I said earlier, I do it all the time. I'm I'm like, I bet he's in there. And I go in there and there's no sign. There's nothing in there to hunt. No, no anything. And so I'm like, well, on to the next. Yeah. So just know, you know, my preferred method of scouting is just leave no stone unturned a lot of times you can't tell anything from a map and so you just got to get boots on the ground and walk in there and just it it takes a lot of years to learn how to read a map and know what's going on and it's a 2d image and it's aerial just because it looks like something from the air does not mean it's going to look like that on the floor and so even you know like I said, most of the time, and I've been looking at maps for years and years and years, just just because it looks good to you on the map does not mean deer are there. Exactly. And so you really just got to do your homework and just stay after them. It's, it's a year-round thing, you know, like you constantly have to adapt with them. If you quit getting pictures of a deer, move that camera. Figure out where you went. Don't be scared to move. No. Move a lot. Like, deer move a lot, and they change a lot. you got to change with them. Like, move a lot and change a lot. Don't don't put all your money on one spot or a good spot because you got to – if you have a good spot, you got to know what time of the year it's good because 90% of the rest of the year it probably ain't good. And so you either have – you either know exactly when this spot is good and why it's good or – you know, I don't. I personally don't like hunting spots. I like hunting deer. To me, big deer produce spots. Spots don't technically produce big deer, or don't always produce big deer. And so, that's just me. But if you are somebody who likes to hunt a spot, know why the deer are in that spot at certain times, and know when. And you know, if not, just adapt with them. Just move. If yep. you don't, if you yep. don't know where to move, just throw a camera anywhere. Yep. Keep yourself in the game, and this goes back to if you, or I'm not say goes back to it. I'm bring a point that somebody told me, which is a duh thing. But you're walking through the woods, and you're like, "Oh, this looks like a good spot." Well, don't go hunt the spot that looks like a good spot. Go hunt the spot that is a good spot. Yeah. Go where the deer are, not where you think they are. Yeah. And, I, I, man, people do that all the time. They're like, man. This looks good to me. Yeah, it looks, looks bucky. Yeah. But there's no buck sign. No, or, you know, it's just, it's pretty in here, man. I want to hunt here. Just because it's pretty to you don't mean there's deer there. Yeah. And most time to people, 
somewhere pretty is somewhere open. And like I said, do not hunt open woods unless you got to. Because it just, just deer don't stay in there. They're just, they're not going to. They don't have the cover. They don't feel safe. So, that's my two cents on scouting. Changes year round. Yep. Stay scouting always. Always. 90% scouting, 10% hunting yep. is what I like to say. And I'm bad about it. Once deer season gets here, man, I'll hunt till 10 or 11. And then I'm scrambling and trying to scout for two hours and then get back in the woods for the evening hunt when really if i'm not on a deer i really should be scouting all morning and then you know or all day until i get on one and but i just like to be in the tree yeah when it's when it's deer season i like to be in the tree i know i don't feel we bow hunt a lot so it's really hard to actually just jump a deer and shoot it and so i feel like if i'm not in the stand i have no chance of killing a deer when in reality, if I would have gone and found where the deer are, hung a stand that evening or the next day, yep. my chances and odds would probably be a lot higher. Exactly. And I try to do that, but, you know, like we're in dental school, as we stated before, and so when you only got like a weekend to hunt, it's really hard to make yourself go scout all weekend. Unless, you know, I can make myself do it if I'm just really not getting pictures of anything. I'll, I'll scout all weekend, but... If I even think a big buck could possibly walk by my stand, in the back of my mind, I'm like, dang, I, I want to be in a tree. Yeah, I agree. But scouting kills big more big bucks than hunting. Yep. Got to do your homework. Yep, for sure. So, anything else? Not off the top of my head. I don't think I have much either. Be in the woods. Yep, we say it every podcast, and yep. we're going to keep saying it. Maybe we need T-shirts. Yep, maybe so. Or maybe we need decals. Maybe so. We've got the decals. Yep. So, well, thanks, everybody, for listening again. Um, if you have any requests, text Weber, text me, send an Instagram chat, Facebook, whatever. Um, but thanks for listening. Leave a five-star review and leave a comment if you can. We'd really appreciate it. And we'll be back next week.